Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Jen here. Today I've got a bit of a fun episode planned. I'm going to share three decluttering tips that are inspired by my kids. Yes, my kids. And for those of you who don't know, I have two. My son is two years old and my daughter is five. And what inspired this episode is I was just sitting here with my son and just watching him be a toddler, really. And (laughs) I realized how much of his behavior mirrors what I see in people when they're decluttering. And look, that might come across as a bit condescending, so please don't take it that way. I was probably worse than a toddler when I was decluttering, and I really just intend this episode to be a bit tongue-in-cheek. In my experience, looking at things from new angles sometimes really helps it click in my brain, and so I'm hoping that this somewhat different perspective will help you too. So let's dive in. One thing I noticed about young kids, especially toddlers, is how they want to have their cake and eat it too. They don't really understand that sometimes in life we have trade-offs, right? There's only so much we can do. For example, if I ask my daughter, hey, do you want to go visit your friend or do you want to go to the playground? I can almost guarantee that her answer is going to be both, right? And then I'll say no and she'll ask why and I'll have to explain that we only have so much time and sometimes we have to make choices. You can't always get what you want. And if you spend all day debating, then we're not going anywhere. Now, as adults, I think that we know this, at least intellectually, but sometimes we just have a hard time seeing when this is playing out in our lives. For example, one thing that people tell me all the time is, I want to declutter my closet, but I love all my clothes. And look, if you feel that way, I get it. I was the exact same way when I first started decluttering. I think you can say that I loved all of my clothes individually, but I hated my closet, if that makes sense. So like the collection of my clothes overall was over, it was overflowing. It was overwhelming. I found getting dressed really stressful. I was that cliche closet full of clothes, nothing to wear, et cetera. I'm sure that you have sort of an idea of what I mean. And of course, in that moment, our fears and excuses, they seem so valid, right? This concept that I, I want to declutter my closet, but I love everything. But the hard truth is really, we're having something of a toddler moment. So of course, we want to keep everything and also magically declutter. Sounds good, right? But it's just not possible. You have to make hard decisions or you're not going anywhere, just like my kids. It reminds me of a story I read in a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And so I'm just going to read you a really quick excerpt. Long ago, when I was struggling to become a writer, a wise older woman once said to me, what are you willing to give up in order to have the life you keep saying you want? I said, you're right. I really need to start learning how to say no to the things I don't want to do. She corrected me. No, it's much harder than that. You need to learn how to start saying no to the things you do want to do with the recognition that you only have one life and you don't have time and energy for everything. And when I read that quote, it really blew my mind. And I think that the same applies to decluttering. 
sometimes we have to give up things that we really like because what we want more is the freedom, the space in our homes, just the mental clarity that comes with having less stuff. It's hard, but that's life sometimes, isn't it? We just have to make hard decisions. Another example that I often hear has to do with the stuff that we're decluttering. I've had people tell me things like, I don't want to deal with the hassle of selling my stuff, but my stuff is too good to donate. Okay. And so if you're in this situation, what often happens is you end up doing nothing because you don't like the options available. Instead, you procrastinate, hoping that eventually you'll find the quote, perfect solution where you can get everything that you want. And so you'll obsessively you read decluttering blogs, you listen to podcasts like this one, <laughs> and you're just constantly looking for some magic tip that's going to make everything better. And look, yes, sometimes there are other solutions. So for example, in this case, if you don't want to sell your stuff, you could pay someone else to do it, or you could use a consignment service. And there's other things that you could brainstorm. But there's always a cost, right? There's a cost to it. So for example, if you use a consignment, you're not going to get as much as if you just sold it yourself. The reality of the situation is there's only so many options and odds are none of them are going to feel perfect. Eventually, you have to make a tough decision about what you want most. And sometimes that involves a bit of tough love. You might have to face your own inner toddler and she'll probably throw a tantrum, (laughs) trust me. But be patient and firm with yourself. And eventually, you're going to have to make a choice if you want to move forward. It's like I told my kids, you either choose the playground or you choose your friend's house. And if you don't give me an answer in the next two minutes, we're not going anywhere. It's the same. If you want to get unstuck with your decluttering, you're going to have to make a decision and sometimes a hard one. The next lesson that I learned from my kids is just how overwhelming it can be when you have too many choices. And if you've ever gone out to a restaurant with small children, then you'll know exactly what I mean. Read them a long menu with 10 different options and be prepared to spend the next 20 minutes watching them um and ah until you're ready to tear your hair out. Or to be honest, with my daughter, I'm more likely to get a straight, I don't know. She gets so overwhelmed by the choices that she can't even begin to narrow it down. And let's be honest, I think that's how a lot of us feel when we start decluttering. There's just so much to go through and we just get that overwhelmed feeling and we can't even begin. Or we manage to get started and then we struggle every step of the way. If you can relate, here's a quick toddler-inspired tip that works well if you have multiple items that are similar. So for example, if you're trying to declutter t-shirts or pairs of jeans, although you can in theory apply this to anything. Instead of going through each shirt individually, which can feel overwhelming because in the back of your mind, you're still thinking about all the other items that you're trying to declutter. Or on the other end of the spectrum, you're looking at a giant pile of shirts and you're just feeling overwhelmed by trying to make the decision of what to keep. Try just choosing two and then deciding which of those you like better. This works because deciding between two items and then picking one winner is much simpler than picturing your entire closet and trying to make big, overwhelming decisions about what to keep. It's why I don't read my kids the entire menu. Instead, I pick two choices that I think they'd like and that are mom approved. (laughs) And then I ask them what they prefer from those limited options. And if you think about it, adults are the exact same way. So for example, if you've ever gone to a wedding or you're on an airplane and you know you're given just two meals to choose between, 
like beef or chicken, for example. It generally just takes you seconds to make that choice, where if you compare going to a restaurant with a giant menu, that's going to take you ages. You're going to want to read everything and consider all of your options, or at least I do. I love food and I love eating out, but I am so indecisive about it. <laughs> anyway, give it a try. Obviously, this technique isn't going to work for every single thing that you're decluttering, but I do think it's a good way to try to kickstart things if you get stuck. Just pick two items that you're thinking about decluttering and ask yourself, if I was only allowed to keep one, which would it be? And I just think that can help you gain some momentum and get started. Also, while it's not a decluttering tip, seeing my kids get overwhelmed with so many options, it's also a powerful reminder of why decluttering and simplifying is so important in the first place. It really makes me think of my wardrobe. I've been practicing like minimalist dressing for nearly a decade. But I would say that right now, it's probably the simplest it's ever been in terms of having the least options. So for example, as far as tops go, one exception, not counting things like sweaters, every shirt that I own is pretty much the same t-shirt. I've got it in the t-shirt style, I've got it in the sleeveless style, and I've got it in different colors, but it's all the exact same brand and really the exact same fit. And that might sound boring, but honestly, I have never enjoyed getting dressed so much. And obviously, I'm not suggesting that everybody has to go to such an extreme, but I will say that having less choices, one, makes getting dressed so easy. Two, I'm always comfortable because everything that I wear has really been test-driven. I've worn it before. I know that it works. I know that it's comfortable. It's basically the equivalent of wearing your favorite thing every day. And why wouldn't you want to do that, right? So having less options and in terms of tops or shirts has just simplified my wardrobe so much. And I will just add, because I know that some of you are probably wondering, I don't wear the exact same thing every day. Obviously, I have a variety of different bottoms. I've got different colored jeans, skirts, etc. So I can mix and match. And I also create a lot of variety with dresses. I love dresses because they're just one piece, which obviously means you don't have to put together an outfit. So there's less to think about. So for me, when I want to experiment with prints or colors, I do that with dresses. And I like to think that I'm not boring, you might argue, and that's okay. But I do stick to a similar silhouette with all of my dresses, which is part of my uniform philosophy of dressing. But anyway, I wrote a whole blog post about that, about dressing with a personal uniform. So I'll link to that in the show notes if you want to find out more. But for now, the point I really want to drive home is how much freedom comes with less options. And yes, I know it sounds strange, but having less really does reduce the mental load. So moving on, another thing my kids taught me about decluttering is that we are all master negotiators when there's something that we want. Put it this way, I'm sure you've heard the saying, give them an inch and they'll take a mile or they'll ask for a mile. Well, that, my friends, is definitely my kids. If I tell them it's time for bed, they'll ask for five more minutes. If I offer them a snack, they'll ask if they can have two. Even my two-year-old does this, and it's so cute. He holds up two little fingers and goes, two, two. Of course, I want to give in. But as a parent, I have to think of their best interest, right? And I have to make those hard choices for them. And look, I hope that this doesn't come off as saying like my kids are really badly behaved because I promise they're actually pretty good. At least I think so. But what I would argue is that this is human nature, right? It's human nature to want what we want. 
And it's something that I often see while decluttering. Just like my kids want to do things that aren't necessarily the best for them, so do we. We don't want to let go. So sometimes we just procrastinate getting started. We just keep saying we're going to declutter when there's a better time. Then when we finally get the motivation to begin, we try and talk ourselves into keeping things. Now, I know you've heard excuses like, oh, I love it. I just never have a chance to wear it. Or, oh, but what if I need it someday? And yes, sure, sometimes these are valid concerns. Maybe you just haven't had a chance to wear it whatever. But I would say that more often than not, it's your inner toddler coming out. And you know what happens if you have a toddler. Once you start saying yes, you lose control, you lose sight. And I guess as an adult, you start to lose sight of your goals and priorities. And before you know it, you're shoving everything back in your closet. And so I've been there true too. So trust me, if this resonates, I'm not judging you. But it's just a reminder that sometimes we have to parent ourselves We have to think about the big picture. What are our long-term goals? What are our values? And then make the tough decisions, even when we want to give in, because we know what we're giving up, right? So as I said, as a parent, you do this all the time for your kids. You have to think about the big picture and say no when you want to say yes. But I know that it's harder to do with myself, and it's probably the same for you. So In addition to focusing on why you want to declutter, which is a great tool for helping you stay focused, another simple thing that you can do is define clear boundaries. And some of you may have heard me talk about this before, but I repeat it all the time because it's so powerful. What I recommend is that you pre-decide what you will or won't allow so you're not as tempted to give in later. For example, if we're thinking about my kids, I no longer buy them toys outside of their birthdays or Christmas. Okay. And I'm not super strict. I mean, they still manage to get things, you know, a friend gives them something secondhand or I don't even know. Kids just mysteriously find things, I swear. But now that they're older, they get so much on the special occasions. So, like when they have a birthday party, everyone brings them gifts, or we've got quite a few sets of grandparents that my kids are definitely not being deprived. Okay, so because of that, I set this rule and my kids know it. They know that they only get toys on these two holidays. And, you know, they're actually pretty good at not testing me. But of course, they are still kids. So sometimes we'll be in a shop and they'll ask me, can they get something? I say no. And let me just say, it is so much easier for me to follow through on that because I have this predefined boundary. Or second guess myself because I know it's a rule, something that I have thought through already. And this really helps me follow through with my plans. And my kids accept it more easily because of the consistency. And I truly believe that you can parent yourself the same way. Okay. So think about your decluttering. Think about where maybe you can set limits. You can set space limits. So if you've, let's say you've got a dresser in your bedroom, you can say that I've got one drawer for my tops and t-shirts or sweaters, whatever it is. And you say, I'm only going to fit what I can keep in this drawer. Or you can set limits by numbers, right? So you can say, I'm only going to keep five pairs of jeans or however many pairs are reasonable for you. There's no set rules, but the point is that you think intentionally about your life and what kind of limits make sense. Okay, just like if you're a parent, you're thinking about your kids and your lifestyle and what kind of roles you want to put into place in your household. For me personally, in terms of decluttering, I do this with towels, like towels and bedding. 
I live in a really small house, which means that I have one shelf in my whole closet for these types of things. And so I really have to limit myself. Setting that boundary ahead of time helps me when I'm out in the shops and I'm tempted to buy more than I need. And obviously it helped me when I was decluttering in the first place. Of course, my inner toddler wanted to keep everything just in case, but my boundaries helped me to stay true to my long-term goals. Another example for how I do this in my home is that I do this with kids' toys. My two-year-old is obsessed with toy cars, and so I have two baskets where he keeps them. So for me, I don't care how many he has, but the rule is the cars have to fit into those baskets. And another rule I have is that we have to be able to clean up all our toys within 15 minutes if it takes longer than we have too many. But anyway, if we're just focusing on the cars and those baskets, even at two, he knows that it has to fit everything in there. And honestly, I think that boundary is a lot easier for him to accept than just a vague, oh, mommy wants you to clutter. You have too many things, for example. I don't have any science to back this up or anything, but I just feel like it must appeal to a different part of the brain. Having a limit, is a pre-decided limit, is practical and easy to understand. There's not really any room for argument, and I think that's why it works for adults too. So you can set boundaries about how much of something you will keep, and you can also set boundaries about the types of items you will that you'll own or that you'll buy. So again, since we're on the topic of my kids, One thing I refuse to buy is these things called surprise egg toys. I don't know if that's a proper name, but if you don't have kids, it's basically like this trend at the moment for these, sometimes they're balls, sometimes they're eggs, I don't really know, but they have surprises inside and they're different franchises like Paw Patrol or My Little Ponies. And sometimes it's just like stickers or sometimes it's a little figurine. What's in it isn't really the point. And um, if you buy them for your kids, please know that I'm not trying to shame you because if there's one thing I know with kids is that you have to pick your battles. But for me, I made the decision ahead of time that we don't buy these type of toys, okay? Of course, as a parent, I want to buy them for my daughter because I know, you know, in the moment it'll make her happy and we'll both get that nice hit of dopamine and it'll feel good. But I'm the parent And I can guarantee that these type of toys from experience will break or end up in the bin within a few weeks, right? And then everybody's sad and then I'll have to go buy another one. So I make these decisions, not because I want to be mean, not because I don't want to make my daughter happy, but because I'm thinking about what's best for the both of us, right? And so in a similar fashion, I have rules about what I won't buy or don't keep for myself because I have to parent myself sometimes and think about the big picture. Because if you think about it, when we're in a shop, sometimes we're like toddlers. We're distracted by beautiful things that are on the shelf. And we want to buy things, even if somewhere in our gut, we know they're not practical or we know that we won't wear them. They're just shiny and beautiful. So when we have these rules ahead of time, it helps the same way it helps my kids. So for example, I don't own anything dry clean only because I know I'm too lazy to take care of anything that delicate. Probably the same reason my parents wouldn't buy me a pet when I was younger. And you know, it might sound strange, but having this boundary now as an adult is actually empowering. It helped me declutter my closet, even when my inner child was begging me to keep some of my beautiful things. And it saves me so much time and not just time. It's like the mental load when I'm out shopping because I walk into a shop and I know that there are things I'm not even going to look at anymore. 
to be clear, it's not always easy. There are times when I want to negotiate, you know, I'll tell myself, oh, just this once, or I promise that I'm going to take this to the dry cleaner, right? And don't I sound exactly like my kids? I promise, mommy, this time I'm going to take better care of it. But we all know in the long run that we don't generally follow through on those type of promises, not because we're bad people, but that's just human nature. And also, I don't know how to explain it, but when we set these boundaries ahead of time and really thinking about it, not in the moment, not when you're in the shop being influenced by all the, I guess, marketing and all the desire to buy things, it just makes it so much easier to follow through. So with your kids, if you have them and for yourself, all right? Obviously, if you have read or listened to any of my previous work, you'll know that there's more to decluttering than what we covered in this episode. I believe most people have an emotional connection with their clutter, and we need to work through that before we can comfortably let go. But still, I think these three tips that we discussed today can really help jumpstart your decluttering if you're stuck or in a rut. So just to recap, number one, sometimes there are no perfect solutions. We can't always have our cake and eat it too. We have to make tough decisions based on what's best in the long run. Don't be afraid to confront your own inner toddler and then act in your best interest. Number two, too many options are overwhelming. Obviously, this is a good reason to declutter in the first place, but it's also worth keeping in mind while you're decluttering. If you're struggling with what to keep and what to toss, simplify the decision. Choose two items and then ask, what should I keep and what should I let go? It's not a perfect solution. It's not going to work with everything. But I think that sometimes limiting the scope can really help you get unstuck. And number three, finally, accept that your inner self just doesn't want to let go of things. Just like your child doesn't want to come home from the playground. And you're not a bad person because of this. It's just human nature. So instead of beating yourself up or wanting to keep your stuff, shift your energy to creating boundaries. Okay, so again, I don't know the science, but I promise that it's so much easier to follow through when you pre-decide things, right? Like if you think about how much of a certain item you need or what type of stuff you will or won't buy or keep, okay? So give these tips a try and thank you so much for listening to me ramble about my kids. Have a good one and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time. Thanks again.